just go someplace, go someplace you've never been to and just go for it. You'll be blown away on what happens. Do that this year or within the next year and it'll impact your life. Hey there, my name is Kim and this is my podcast, Power Up Your Performance. I believe that we have the power to rewrite our stories, change the trajectory of our lives, pour love into the world, conquer monumental challenges, and that movement can be a catalyst for change. Let's grow together. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance. Hey, hey, welcome to the show. My name is Kim Peek, and I am so glad you're here. I am on a bit of a travel kick lately with two travel-themed episodes in a row. Maybe it's because it's spring and I am ready for some fun after being cooped up inside all winter. I don't know, but I'm really excited to share this episode with you. Today, I'm talking with Captain Kurt. Kurt is the man behind Epic Beer Trips. He's a passionate beer lover and traveler who has combined his two loves into a unique travel experience that he shares with other beer lovers. In this episode, Kurt shares how he got the idea for Epic Beer Trips. He tells us about the small group trips that he organizes for beer lovers who want to experience the best of beer and travel. I'm not a beer drinker. I've never acquired a taste for it. But Kurt and I worked together in a previous life, and I've enjoyed watching this business come to life. Checking out his videos, hearing about all he's doing, and I wish I liked beer because these trips look like the most amazing time. And so I knew I had to interview him to find out what he's doing and just have him share his enthusiasm for beer and travel with you. And if you're into the business side of things, I asked Kurt a few more questions that I cut from this interview, but you can listen to them on my other podcast, The Digital Dreamer. I had him share a few tips for aspiring tour operators, and he gives us a few business tips as well. But more than anything, I hope that you'll listen to this through your dream life filter. We talk a lot about living your dream life on this podcast, and throughout this interview, Kurt showed us again and again how to take charge of your life, take action, and do things that leave you feeling fulfilled. So grab a beer or your favorite beverage and join us for an epic conversation about travel, beer, and giving back with Captain Kurt from Epic Beer Trips. And don't forget to visit his website and YouTube channel, which I will link in the show notes because he has some amazing adventures and I want you to be able to check that out. So here we go. Welcome to the show, Kurt. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Well, I'm glad to be here as well. So uh, it's going to be a a fun conversation. How did you become interested in beer and travel? That seems like an interesting combination, especially when you're traveling the globe to do the beer and travel combination. Sure, yeah. Well, the getting interested in beer, that probably goes back to like high school. So I won't go back to that. (laughs) I've always enjoyed beer. But then, you know, really through time when the craft beer scene became very popular, I really got into craft beer, you know, mainly here in the United States. And I like always like going to different craft breweries, trying different beers, different beer styles, um, as well as, you know, craft brewers are basically small business people. So it's kind of nice to support small business people. So, uh, yeah, so I've always kind of had that. And then 
this traveling the globe thing is an interesting dynamic through the years. My wife's like, hey, why don't we go to Europe? And I was like, you know what? We don't need to go there because there are so many places we we haven't been to in, in the United States that we should go there first. And then we'll work our way over there. Well, long story short, my daughter graduated from college. She studied abroad. My wife's like, it'd be cool to go over there kind of to celebrate her graduation and go to the places where she visited when she was in Europe. So we had like a little built-in tour guide. So the three of us went over there and uh, she went to, she studied abroad and her college actually had a campus in Luxembourg. So we started in Paris, went to Luxembourg, went to Cologne, Germany, uh, connected up with an old college friend there. Then we went to uh, Amsterdam and it was unbelievable. I was like, after that trip, I was kind of like, why would I not ever not want to go back? You know, so I, I kind of, you know, love to travel. So we went back over there, went to Scotland, stayed there for a month. Um, I had vacation plus the job I had. I could work flexible, you know, flexible. I could work from anywhere. And we stayed in Edinburgh, Scotland for a month, which is unbelievable. And, uh, you know, the whole thing kind of came together. I knew I was going to retire. I was a consultant in the media space. So, uh, um, you know, as kind of the age was right, plus the timing just to get out of that was right. And, you know, for a lot of reasons, that's a whole different podcast. It was just kind of came together. And a friend of mine has a similar business. She does small group travel uh, for women. So I was like, well, I could do that. So I came up with the name of Epic Beer Trips and we started going. So I combined things that I'm passionate about, basically beer, traveling the globe and having fun. That's Those are the three things we do. At Epic Beer Trips. I love that so much. I, you know this from talking previously, but my daughter did her study abroad in London and then they did a portion in Scotland. Yes. And she was an acting major and they got to perform at the Fringe Festival, oh, yes. which is a whole month long thing. Yes. And it was right before the pandemic, like the summer before the pandemic, I think. And right. I have been dying to go back there ever since. It was just such an amazing experience. And I loved Scotland. So when I uh, saw that you were doing these beer trips in Scotland, I'm like, oh, I got I got to learn more about this. So tell right. us, what is an epic beer trip? All right. So basically what I do is I find cool places like Scotland, like England, like Ireland that have a have a pretty solid beer culture or craft beer culture. So I kind of look at those two things and selfishly, I also kind of pick places where I want to go. And, and visit um, or go back to, like Scotland. I've been back there three times since I went in 2019 and uh, going back again in June. So, so I kind of just look at those types of things. And then I also, I connected with a company. They're actually based out of Scotland called BrewDog. So uh, BrewDog basically started in 2007. Two guys and a dog started making beer in their basement. And next thing you know, you know, whatever, how many years later, they have, uh, it's an international brand. They have a brewing facility in Scotland, Columbus, Ohio, where I live in the United States, mm. Germany, I think I know Australia, they're, they're a global uh, player now. And they still make pretty good craft beer. Sometimes when the uh, craft beer companies start out and they get really popular and good, the big brewers come and gobble them up. Well, these guys haven't done that. So these guys are still making good beer, but they've also really diversified. They've added and they built beer hotels. So Brewdog Hotels, there's one in Edinburgh, Scotland, 10 minutes from the castle. When we go on that trip, we stay there. 
all the 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 whole it's like a 30 room hotel it's like a boutique hotel but everything is beer themed okay so you have the shower beers um which is a little shower you know cooler it's a refrigerator in your showers you have in-room taps all the beers the rooms are named after the different beers they produce they have 60 some beers on tap the food is excellent all the people who work there are all really craft beer enthusiasts so it's kind of like disney but for beer you know so you're kind of immersed in this beer culture you know so you know with the the scotland trip we stay there they also have one in manchester england that we're doing a trip there in may this year we're added we added that trip and we'll actually stay in manchester for the week but then we'll also visit uh liverpool leeds and york which are all kind of like 30 to 45 minute train rides from each other so uh you know so i kind of look at those types of things now ireland's a little different we go to ireland it, uh, Brewdog does not have a, a hotel there, but we basically stay in different hotels. And it's a little that's a little bit of a different trip because we stay in Dublin a couple nights. We go to Galway. We stay in a couple small towns and we kind of road trip it. It's a, I have a, a driver over there, a guy named Ross Lynch, who's awesome as Irish guy that just knows he knows Ireland like the back of his hand. So uh, so that's kind of that's, that's where I'm at in, uh, as far as picking the locations, then the beer culture then getting to know the the craft brewers who are great people, small business owners, very collaborative, very into sharing. And once I get to know and I go see those people before I go on a trip, we just instantly click because they're going to like totally excited to hang out with people who are coming over from the United States mainly. Now I have some people, you know, that are from England or they're going on the England trip. So, uh, but they're just, they're geek to be, you know, kind of hanging out with people that are, passionate passionate enough about beer <laughs> to travel across the ocean and uh which actually we do these things called meet the brewers we don't really do uh, brewery tours because if you've been on one brewery tour you you don't really need to go on another okay. one because basically in beer there are four ingredients water hops some type of uh grain or malt and yeast okay so the combination of those of those four things really kind of dictates how the beer tastes. So uh, so we do these things called meet the brewer. So we get to actually know these craft brewers and then they really give us their history of the different beers they make. And we get to taste and drink beers that the consumer, average consumer off the street would never get a chance to. So it's a very unique kind of uh, beer tasting experience. So you fly there, you drink a lot of beer, you stay in a yeah. cool hotel, you meet the brewers. Does anything else happen during the day or is yeah. it is oh, yeah. downtime? So yeah, we kind of build in each day, we build time that people can just go do whatever they want. Um, you've been to Edinburgh, so you can go, you know, and I give people enough time generally each day that they can just go explore on their own. Uh, if you want to go tour the Edinburgh Castle, you just buy a ticket and you go. So, uh, and I give people before we go to these destinations some different options. Um, and basically, because it's really not, some people are like, oh, it's like a week long pub crawl. And it really isn't. Um, mm -hmm. We drink beer, but it's more about, you know, when you go do a beer tasting, you don't sit there and drink five or six pints of beer, right? You'll usually have, you know, four or five samples three to five ounces and kind of do it that way. Now, you know, in the evening, some people want to go drink more beer and that's their free time. They can go do whatever. Um, we also do something cool in Scotland because I'm a big fan of 
getting what I call the people on my trip, the beer trippers is getting the beer trippers involved with the locals. Mm. So in Edinburgh, we, I hooked up with Dean bowling club. So it's a lawn bowling club. They have a lot of them over in Scotland. They're private clubs. Huh. When I was the first time I tried to do lawn bowling, but no one would let me cause I wasn't a member of the club. Right. So, uh, I, Dean Bowling Club's been around since like the 1800s. These people are fantastic. I reached out to them. They opened their arms. They they did a whole night for us, taught us how to lawn bowl. Of course, we're drinking beer. It's kind of like, you know, bowling here. If you're in a bowling league, you drink beer. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. the same, same thing. So uh, just phenomenal. That was on the last day of the Scotland trip. And some people were like, what? What are we doing? The next day, people were like, and I do follow-up surveys. That, that was like the favorite <laughs> favorite thing that we did the entire trip. You know, it's just kind of those types of things that just kind of happen really make the, the trips unforgettable. It's, it's kind of when you travel, you want to kind of just get away from your life, have fun, experience new things. And, you know, when you can do that and come back and go, whoa, that was cool. So uh, in Ireland, we do uh, we go to one of this. Uh, it's a sheepdog uh exhibition so they're border <laughs> cops you've seen them probably in in movies right mm-hmm. but then when you see them live and you hang out with the dogs it's it's a you know totally cool thing so uh, now do people come with friends do they come alone do they leave with lifelong friends what's the community yeah, that's like the, the community is the thing that's really from my perspective you know the beer and the travel and all that and seeing me places is is that's fantastic but the community that's really started to develop from people who have gone on the trips. I have so far, we did two trips last year. So I have five repeat customers uh, going on trips this year who have recruited other friends uh, uh-huh. to go on trip, various trips. And it's it's that community that we're building that's pretty cool. I've also, you know, I'm, I'm in another life, I was involved with, you know, marketing and helping people build businesses. And, you know, so I'm all about building a community and database. And so I do different events around here in Columbus, uh, just to build, build the community and get people into the community. And that from that, it kind of just takes a whole new dimension. We did, we did a beer and baklava tasting event recently that it sounds like what, you know, but I'm telling you, get some baklava, you know what that is, the Mm -hmm. Greek get like a dark beer like a stout or a scottish ale and uh drink the beer and eat the baklava life-changing experience so it, you know to me it's it's about building the community and uh, whether people who are in the community ever go on a beer trip or not uh, it doesn't really matter but you know it's all good it's all good in my opinion yeah so do people i mean this probably is a dumb question but do you have to like beer to go on a beer trip <sighs> you know what i tell people um, we do beer related activities every day, at least one, sometimes two. Okay. Um, so I, I tell people, look, if you don't like beer, you can't bitch that we do beer related <laughs> activities. Right. So, right. excuse me. I have some people so far, everyone who's gone on a trip is like beer. Um, now I have a couple people going, one going to Scotland, who's the wife of a guy who really wants to go. And she's like, you know what? I'm just going because he wants to go. Plus, I want to go to Scotland and we have free time. So when we do the sampling events, um, you know, I'm like, we could probably do something with your prices. She goes, don't worry about it. And he's like, yeah, I'll just drink hers, you know? So, oh, there you go. That's perfect. Yeah. And a lot of the craft beer places now, um, they make ciders um, or they right. make 
Have you ever had a sour, sour mm-hmm. beer? So they have sours and most of them sell some t- for, form of wine or, you know, other alcohol. But uh, it's it, I wouldn't want someone to go on the trip to think, okay, since you don't drink beer, I'm going to change the whole program. I'm just telling them up front, look, here's this right. is the program. So just know that going in. Um, if you don't drink at all, it might not be a, the, <laughs> the best use of your travel dollars. Um, and uh, if you're really rigid, um, you know, I would say 95% of the people who've been on my trips have been awesome. You know, yeah. I try to be extremely transparent uh, about everything. So uh, if you don't like beer, you would really should really think about it. Now, if your spouse <laughs> or your friend or somebody else you're going with does and you're doing it for them, that's a different story. But uh, if you don't like beer at all um, and you're by yourself, because sometimes I get solo travelers. That's kind of the nice thing about the company. Sometimes people, they want to travel. They don't have other people to travel uh, mm-hmm. with. So they can, I get some, you know, I, I'll get couples, I'll get you know, some friends that are going, then I get just some solo people. So it really kind of is, is a mixed bag. Um, and actually ages from late to mid to late 20s up to the mid to late 60s. So, uh, um, and one thing has been pretty cool when I first started this business, my, like, my wife's like, oh, it'll just be like knucklehead guys like you, you know, and that's not really the case. It's pretty close to um, 50-50 women and men, uh, maybe even a little bit more uh, female. Uh, then, really? Then I- hey there, my friend. Are you ready to take the podcasting world by storm and make your voice heard? I know it can be daunting to navigate the technical barriers and processes of editing, producing, and promoting your show, but don't let that hold you back. You deserve to share your unique message with the world and make a real impact. I'm currently offering small group podcast coaching sessions to help you confidently create a show that amplifies your voice. We'll work together every step of the way from developing your idea, naming your show, recording and editing episodes, all the way through getting it on podcasting platforms. Remember, there will never be a better time than now to start pursuing your passions and sharing them with the world. Let's make it happen together. Learn more about this opportunity at irisdigitalmediagroup.com slash coach. Yeah, so because uh, um, what, what's happening there is sometimes there are women who like beer and they want to go travel. And, you know, and, and like I had a, a friend of my wife, her husband's a great guy, but he works a lot and he doesn't can take a time off. But she wanted to go to Ireland. So she's like, I'm going, I'm going to Ireland. Brenda, do you, that's my wife. Do you want to go? So they recruited a couple more of their friends. And the one friend is like, yeah, I, I want to go there because I've never been to Ireland and I don't really know my way around. So, mm-hmm. um, um, so a lot of people go like to go on the trips because of that. Now, if you're like a person who loves to plan trips and do your own thing, uh, what I do probably isn't the best fit. It's more for the people. And if you're like the person who wants to travel and have every minute of their day planned out, um, I'm probably not the best fit there. Somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. right? Some planning, yet some flexibility. It's kind of the, the you know, what we bring. Yeah. So one thing I really love about what you're doing is on this podcast, we talk a lot about creating your dream life. And I feel like you have just created this ideal situation. You thought of it while you still had a stable income, 
And sure. then you've moved into it. And then you're combining all of these things that you love. Sure. Yeah. It, it's, uh, I just turned 64. And I have a lot of friends who retired early into even early in their 40s or 50s. And usually what happens is they 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 get bored. Um, they're so happy for the first year to be out of what they were doing because they were tired of it. Yet after six months or a year, sometimes not even a year, they've already done whatever they do. They've traveled a little bit. They play golf or do whatever hobbies. But then a lot of them end up going back to work for the companies or work in the industry where they used to work just because they don't really, they're not doing it because they need the money. They're doing just because they're, they're just bored. And yeah. I didn't ever do that. I mean, I was a, had a great run and a great career related to advertising in the media space. But in my opinion, that boat has sailed and it's a great place not to be involved <laughs> right now. <laughs> Just because things change, right? I didn't ever want. To, I didn't want to be in that position where I was going. Okay, well, what am I going to do today? Um, so I that's starting this company. It's it's therapeutic in a lot of ways because I, you know, I, I I work a few hours a day, sometimes more, sometimes less. The nice thing about it, like when I don't want to do something, I you know I have it on my calendar. I just move it to the next day. I don't have anybody saying, "Hey, uh, did you get that uh, report done, Kurt?" You know. Uh, I, I I don't I don't have that anymore. So uh, uh, so the, you know so far it's it's been fantastic. It really has. Well, and the other cool thing about what you're doing is you did find a way to retire early, and yes. I I just worry about people where we put things off and we put things off until the day that whatever magic age hits where we think that we can retire, and yeah. then I mean maybe the person you're married to is really sick and can't travel, or maybe there's a situation with your kids or your grandchildren or whatever it is. I mean, there's a million things that could happen. And then yes. all of a sudden you're 65, 70, 80, and you never yeah. got to do the things you always wanted to do. Yeah, that happens all too often. You know, it's all, and it's always those unexpected things that happen that you don't really plan on, or you don't really know are coming, right? And, and uh, no one retires and then say, okay, yeah, within the next two years, I'm going to get really sick and I won't be able to travel. Right? No, no, or or my wife or a relative. No, no one ever, no one ever plans on that. I've always been the type of person that says, "Go for it." If we can go do something, and before I was retired and we could afford to do it, we just we did it. So yeah, I, don't wait. And I'm, I'm not saying don't wait to go on an epic beer trip. Don't wait to go travel the globe, have fun on your own. You know, if that's what you want to do, it's just this uh, it, life is too short, and and that's easy to say. And it and it's really that's really hard for a lot of people to get. Life is too short, but it really goes by quickly. It, it uh, it's amazing. I just turned sixty four, and it's kind of like, man, how'd that happen? <laughs> yeah, know? we were looking at a picture the other day where one of my daughters showed me this, and I'm like, you know, but it doesn't seem like it was long ago that long ago until I really think about, oh my gosh, that was seven years ago, and how much younger you were. And I mean, time just, especially when you have kids, I think you're really aware of how fast time really does fly. Sure. Oh yeah. Plus, you know, things like Facebook or Instagram, social media, when you, you know, connect with people that you were childhood friends with and every now and then someone posts a picture from like second grade and you, 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 you remember it. Right. But you go, yeah. holy girl, how long ago was that? So uh, I think keeping active, um, having something to do when you're retired and part of what I build into my program too is to kind of help charities and stuff. But I think that's one level. But 
I don't know. I just needed some things to keep my mind kind of busy and, and active. And the cool thing about it is I, I can do whatever I want. I don't have to have a meeting. I don't have to talk to other people. I don't have to get it okay. And you know what? Most of the stuff I've put together has worked out. Some some stuff doesn't, but there's no, well, why you? what were you thinking, Kurt? You know, what, what that didn't work. Now, you know, it's like, there's none of that. Right. And, and quite honestly, if, if we had less of that in business in general, I think the world and business would be a better place. So oh, there's Monday morning quarterbacks or second guessers. You know, people stop second guessing decisions other people made in business and it, it'd be better. You know, it'd be yeah. better for everyone involved. And that's kind of why I like it. It's like, you know what? I don't. I have a person who helps me do my marketing and, you know, we collaborate on stuff, but we'll talk and we'll I'll go, OK, I'll, I'll ask her what do you think? She said we should do this. OK. We don't, we don't ever have to say, well, let's table that and let's talk about it and we'll get, there's none of that. We make decisions and we know most of the time <laughs> it'll, it'll be a good decision that works out and sometimes it won't. And if it doesn't, we we learn from it and move on as opposed to, you know, let's have the beat down session and go, what the heck were you thinking? You know, we, we just, I don't know. It's not part of my life. So yeah, that, that is truly a blessing right there. Now, you also have something really awesome that you're doing that I want to make sure that we talk about, and that is Epic Giving. Tell yes. us what it is and why that was important to you to include in your business. Yeah, so that's kind of behind me. A lot of times people will build businesses, and once they become profitable and productive, they say, well, we should give money. We should give money to charities or give money back. I kind of did it the opposite. I, I, I built this business. And said, okay, up front, I want to I want to give away twenty percent of all profits each year to nonprofits and charities. So I did that up front, twenty percent. That's that's my goal. And I just wanted to build it that way because, and I call it Epic Giving. So proceeds from each trip sold uh, will be donated to different charities and nonprofits. Uh, so last year, I, I actually gave away a trip for two to Ireland. It was about a six thousand dollar value to a charity. Uh, uh, Center for Pediatric uh, uh, Pediatric Research down in Louisville. They they used it as a raffle item. They were able to raise six or seven thousand dollars and kind of do it that way. So I, I love giving away to charities that um, to people that can't be their own advocates, children and animals. So I give I give money to the Humane Society here in Delaware County. Um, I have an initiative that I'm involved with actually this weekend. Um, it's called Soup Fest, and it was actually a, a thing that was put together by a group of college friends, and one of them died of accidental uh, fentanyl poisoning. Uh, so they 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 had this little thing called Soup Fest. Well, they've turned it into like a big charity. So they get over 500 people there to eat mm -hmm. soup. They have bands, and you know, so I'm like uh, one of their charitable giving partners, and that's coming up this weekend. So if you live around Central Ohio, go to soup-fest.com and get your tickets. It's going to be great uh, eating soup, you know, drinking beer, of course, um, listening to music. But it's it just it's just a it, it makes sense. And it just makes the whole mission or purpose of what I do that much more valuable because there there are just a lot of people um, that really they want to do business with organizations like mine that give back to charities. So uh, and they, occasionally I'll do a tactical thing, like if you buy a trip. I'll make a hundred dollar donation to the charity of your choice, things like that. So uh, some big chunk giving, some little chunk giving, but uh, 
you know, all in all, it's it's a lot of giving. It's epic. I love giving. that. I totally love that. I think that's a really smart way to do business. Yes, it is. And again, I build it differently. I build it up front. I didn't say, well, when we get there, then we'll start giving away, you know. And then the people I meet, I, I tell you, what, what blew me away, I there was a band called Nazareth. They were really big back in the 70s. They still played. And they had a song called Love Hurts and Hair of the Dog. Always a favorite band. I, when I went to Scotland the first time, my buddy said, hey, who do you want to meet? What do you want to do when you come over here? I said, I want to meet the guys from Nazareth. And he's like, good luck with that. Well, during that trip, I happened to be taking a side trip to Amsterdam with my daughter. We get on a plane and I and I see all these like long haired dudes kind of in their 60s and 70s. And they all had Nazareth stickers. And I said to one guy, I was like, hey, you guys with Nazareth? They're like, yeah. We're going to play over in uh, uh, in Germany. And I'm like, really? Is, is Dan McCafferty on the flight? They're like, no, he was like the lead singer. But uh, they said, uh, you know, Pete Agnew's here. He's the bass player. Turns out I sat right next to him on the plane. Right? Like it just worked out that way? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm telling wow. him this story. So he gives me his email address. He goes, hey, if you come back over here, you know, for playing a gig, get a hold of me. So I started the company, right, Epic Beer Trips. I reached out and said, hey, I'm bringing a group of people over here. Um, you know, I'd like to pay like a personality appearance just to hang out with us and drink beer, you know, and, and uh, I'll get some album signed because I'll do it for free, you know? So, uh, <laughs> then I got a craft brewer they call the Tartan Shark. And so he made, we made a beer called Hair of the Dog, which was one of their songs. Um, actually, now we called it originally Epic Naz Scottish Ale. The brew dog, um, put it on tap at the hotel we were staying at. And the people on the trip didn't know anything about this. Right, my my beer trippers and these the rock and roll dudes hanging out. Um, and Pete Agnew is seventy six years old. He still plays bass in Nazareth. Their last album is kick ass, by the way. It's called Surviving the Law, so you should check it out. But uh, yeah, and they were just unbelievable telling us stories about touring in the seventies, eighties, nineties, and different rock mm. bands. Just phenomenal. So that's the other crazy thing. I just bumped into people and I asked them like like the bowling people, right and and like Rust Bus and those, they just I, I ask people stuff, and next thing you know, we have a we're doing a, a beer tasting event with the what, Scottish rock legends Nazareth. So uh, you can go to my YouTube channel at Beer Trips um, and see the video from that that night. It's very cool. Yeah. So I was just thinking, I saw that you have a YouTube channel, and it looks like you do some events on YouTube for people that they can participate in. Is that right? Yeah, there's one thing we do. It's called the the Epic Homebrew Reveal. So I'm a home brewer as well. And we've done two of these. We're actually going to do a few more this year. We actually, I get with a, uh, myself, I usually get with a uh, with a craft brewer and then a person. And we'll come up with a beer style. Like the first one we did was the English, or, uh, Irish ales. Um, and then we, I, we did one with Scottish ales. So we come up with a beer style. And then we go brew the beer. And um, and then we get back and we share the beer, reveal the mm -hmm. beer, and we uh, talk about the beer, then we share the recipes. So uh, that's just one of the things we do. And that's kind of more of a kind of social social sharing. Um, we just did the beer and baklava event. Uh, we did uh, just a happy hour early in the year to benefit the Humane Society. Um, this weekend is the uh, Soup Fest. So uh I'm just a big fan of doing fun things that build a community. I live in Columbus, Ohio, so some of the things I'm going to do are local here, but like the the uh, Epic Homebrew Reveal, anyone around the world can 
participate in that. So, uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah. now another thing I think I want to point out before we close this up is that you have a long background in sales. And sure. I think that that is part of your success, not necessarily from a sales standpoint, but you have become accustomed to if there's something you want, you ask and you haven't been afraid. You meet somebody, you ask. And I think that that's just always a great lesson for people in general. Oh, no, I don't do sales. Well, we all do sales. Yeah. Just ask because what's the worst they can say is no, right? So I I saw this thing with uh, Paul McCartney where he he did this thing where he was with some guy and they were in England somewhere and they just went into a pub and they started playing, right? And I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm going to Liverpool. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be awesome if we could get Paul McCartney to meet up with us? Well, so I tracked down how I could get a hold of him. And this, this woman in New York, you know, and she's like, ah, that's not going to happen, Kurt. <laughs> but she said, well, from the other other people that you could get. And I said, well, what's the price range? She told me. I'm like, okay, that's good to know. I bumped into somebody when I was in London last year who knows uh, Mick Jones from The Clash, right? So I'm like trying to work that angle. And and I'll ask. They, can, they, they, they might not respond at all. The interesting thing is most people respond, okay, that I've asked. But the, even if they say no, I don't, it doesn't hurt my feelings. Yeah. So, because I'll have another one of those kind of rock star things at some point. The guys from Nazareth will do it again this year if they're not touring. So, uh, they don't have their uh, summer tour dates locked in yet. They will here shortly. It's just ask and you never know what they're going to say. Yeah. So I will put all the links on how people can get in touch with you in the show notes. Is there anything related to how to contact you that you want to say? Yeah. The easiest way is epicbeertrips.com. Epicbeertrips, T-R-I-P-S.com. And I say it that way because so many people want to change the name of my company to Epic Beer Tours. It's never been that. Um, Because to me, a tour is like something that old people go on, right? Mm. Uh, Trip is kind of, you know... Now I'm 64, so some people might think I'm old, but I'm not. But uh, trips are more kind of fun, right? So epicbeertrips.com, you can go there, and that gives you a list of all of our trips and how you can interact with us if you have questions. Uh, We're also on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, you know. So, But go to the website. You'll get a better handle. More about the company, FAQs, pictures from Scotland and Ireland. Soon we'll add pictures from the England trip. Very uh, fun. And then any final thoughts you want to leave people with? You know what? Um, Take a trip someplace. Just go someplace. Go someplace you've never been to and just go for it. You'll be blown away on what happens. And just stay in a hotel, get an Airbnb, whatever. Just go to someplace. Go to that place you've always wanted to go to. And whether it's on an epic beer trip or with another tour company or it's on your own, doesn't matter. Just go do that and uh, do that this year or within the next year. And, you know, it'll impact your life. And then from there, you'll just kind of spring board into something else. So. Well, I really love talking with you. Thank you so much for spending time on the show. Great. I appreciate the opportunity and uh, look forward to hearing from anybody that uh, has questions. Thank you for joining me for season four of Power Up Your Performance. 
If you like this episode, please share it with a friend, rate, review, and follow. Dream big and get out there and explore.